Fatality Fitness Podcast, covering everything from fitness, health, and nutrition with your host, Matthew Smiley, covering top topics and answering all your fitness Q&As with featured guests. Hello and welcome to the Fatality Fitness Podcast and on this episode I've got a special guest, uh, Ryan Holmes, who is a personal trainer based in Glasgow. So Ryan, tell us a bit about yourself. Hey, how are we doing? Um, so I'm a personal trainer, as you said, um, based in the south side of Glasgow. Um, so been in the industry now for coming up on seven years. Um, personal training, self-employed for about four of those years. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. My background is um, sport. Played football for a few years, um, and then I got into athletics, um, which I was excelling at at a faster rate. So. Stuck in with athletics, gave up the football, um, and that's kind of where my kind of desire came for being in this industry as a job. Yeah, so that is that where you took it from. So obviously having a fitness background with athletics and football, and then progressing on a fitness from there. I pretty much, mate. Um, so I left school at sixteen. <laughs> so I wasn't the most academic guy. I wasn't really interested at that time, but I went straight into college from there. Um, and done sport and fitness, just an NQ. Uh, from there, I ended up going into doing sports coaching at university, but to be honest, I was just too young, a bit daft in the head, um, and I dropped out after about six months or so. And from there, I just kind of done done the usual, just call centre jobs and just done a bunch of kind of nothing jobs, really. Um, and then I went and done a, a HND in sports therapy. So I was kind of going down the route of like sports injuries, um, which was the first thing that I'd done before personal training. Um, qualified in that in about 2013. Um, started working with a couple of amateur football teams, doing things like sports massage and stuff like that. Didn't end up going on and doing a degree because um, they were only doing a sports therapy degree down in Middlesbrough. Didn't fancy living down there for a few years, so I decided to just stick with the HND. Took me far enough. But... Um, yeah, so when I gave up athletics, I got right into the gym just to kind of fill the void of that. So I decided to go and do a personal training qualification. Um, and having that tied in with the sports therapies worked out really well for me. So is that where you think you've brought your, most of your clients from, from the kind of sports side of it? Or um, have you kind of built up your own kind of client? Because what I've noticed with your kind of client base, is it predominantly females that you train? Or is that just the way that it's kind of worked out um, you've had maybe one female client and that's kind of grew arms and legs from there because you find that they seem to be the kind of people that kind of share content? Um, no, I've got quite a diverse group of clients. Like, yeah, it's, it probably is about maybe 75% female and that's just the way it's worked out. It's not like the way I've marketed myself or anything like that, to be honest with you. Um, don't have a lot of people in, with a sporting background at all, to be honest. So, you know, it, although I would, when I first get into this, I would have loved that. But sometimes that just isn't the route you end up going down. And um, But yeah, it's it, it's kind of built up in terms, it's mainly females that contact me. And that's, it's probably through Instagram, like maybe about, must be about two and a half years ago now, I was working, I was personal training in the fitness group. I was also the gym manager of there, um, and they basically got a few kind of influencer girls in to, to help market the gym, um, and they were also doing like, all the educational stuff, so they were using, like, these some of these girls were, were helping promote the, the education side of things to, to grow the business, 
Um, and whilst I was on shift at the time, I was training um, Stephanie Dean, who's one of my clients. Um, so I was training her whilst on shift at the time. And then when I left the fitness group, I went to go and work in a unit in Rutherglen, Pat McVeigh's place. And she just decided she wanted to come on board as like one of my clients and, and start training with me. And she's got quite a strong following. And I suppose the, the female like clientele is built through Stephanie, like she's shared a lot of my content, really helped build up that side of my business. I've never been great on social media. Um, I've never been one for editing videos and, and all that. I've started to try to do a wee bit now, just moving with the times, but a lot of it's been through probably Stephanie's Instagram, um, her sharing stories of her working out with me and stuff. And that got a lot of hits, that got a lot of people messaging me and messaging her to find out about me and whatnot. And, and it's just kind of grew arms and legs from there. And then a few, another couple of girls through her have came training with me with quite strong followings, and and it just it just builds upon that. So, aye, that's that's kind of where it's came from. Yeah, do you, do you feel that um, to be a so uh, to be a, a good personal trainer, not a good personal trainer, sorry, but to get a good following and to get this kind of um, the social media kind of background, you need to start looking into how to being able to edit videos and how to promote yourself, especially on social media these days, because um, that's where you'll find you'll get, especially if it's a kind of more kind of private kind of own gym, you might not yeah. have the same amount of clients or the amount of people or members that come into the gym, so that the like, potential to get clients there isn't isn't really there. So we, re yeah. we really, really look forward to like using social media as a platform to kind of promote yourself as a personal trainer. Um, aye, it's, it's massive now, as you'll know yourself. Like when I first started in the industry, like as a personal trainer working in gyms and whatnot, I never used Instagram at all for fitness. Um, if you look back at my Instagram, like I've just changed my personal Instagram to to a business account because I don't really use it for personal reasons anyway. Um, so I just changed mine to to a business account. And if you look back at mine far enough, then you'll see that it's just pictures of me and my pals and stuff like that. I don't have anything. You, you wouldn't even know that I worked in the fitness industry years ago. Um, so I, I would say it's social media has grown massively. It's free marketing, essentially, isn't it? A lot of people pay a lot of money for for marketing, and you've got a platform that you can use for free. Um, so I, I would say it's massive. Now, you, you'll see there's loads of guys out there who, who are great on it. They're great at the editing videos and and whatnot, and it, and it builds a lot of traction, it, it gains a lot of interest through clients, it's, it's eye-catching, do you know what I mean? And that's one of the things that I had to kind of develop in over the last wee while, and I'm still not anywhere near some of these guys in terms of content and whatnot, but, yeah, you kind of have to, to move with the times a wee bit and, and realise that Instagram is it's almost your, your biggest promotion tool if you're a, a self-employed business. Uh, and and it's free so I, as I say I've been quite lucky that I've had a few clients with quite a strong following um, and that's kind of carried over to me so I didn't really have to do a lot of kind of promotion for myself because um, there was other people promoting promoting me already and that's that's helped me grow but at the same time I, I realized I was a little bit complacent with that um, and there's quite a lot of I'm seeing loads of great content out there and, and how it can it can help people and educate a lot of people and I just felt I had quite a lot of knowledge to give as well. Um, and I could help a lot of people. So I've just tried to kind of grow um, and get better and a bit more active on social media. I'm, as I say, I'm, I'm still nowhere near 
what quite a, what a lot of people are out there, and I could definitely get better at it. And I'm, I'm probably using a lot of this time, this downtime that I've got at the moment, whilst we're in self isolation, to, to get better at that and put up a wee bit more useful content for people. Yeah, but I was, I, I was going to say that because obviously, obviously, we we need to kind of use that platform now because obviously, uh, with this pandemic happening and. We, we can't get into the gym to kind of promote yourself. So you kind of, the, social media is the, the main platform now where, yeah. and and how to market yourself, it needs to be important, especially this time. So what, what do you feel that um, personal trainers should be working on at the moment to get this platform up? Do you feel that with this pandemic happening that a lot of the industry that was overrun would be kind of clamped down and the, the people with the, education and the 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 bet i don't want to say better pts but the guys that have got the the more knowledge and the more information that can put out there are going to stand out and they're the ones that are going to kind of thrive from this i i I think so i think so um well i've never worked in in a gym with a massive footfall um so that's never been something that i've had to help me gain clients but yeah this this i would say in terms of these big chain gyms and stuff like that as well like that's that's where I would advise anybody who's new get into personal training to start out in because that's where it's going you're going to get leads and get exposure from. In terms of the, that question that you're asking there, and like who's going to thrive and who's going to come through the other end of this, and, and will the better PTs kind of stand out and survive? Not necessarily. I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I've got I work in the, the Shed Bootcamp, which is like an online. Sorry, it's not an online. It's a big group training program. We've got about. 500 people coming through the doors um, and there's about 10 coaches um, that I work alongside and some of these guys are the most knowledgeable people I know they're absolutely brilliant um, one of the guys is just he's like a college lecturer um, and he was a, a personal trainer in future fitness before but he's probably the most knowledgeable guy I've ever met and he puts absolutely nothing on social media I think he's got about 200 followers but He's one of the best personal trainers about there you'll find. So it doesn't necessarily mean that just because somebody's, you know, their, their Instagram account is all flashing lights and the, the content looks great, doesn't necessarily mean that they're any better than somebody who maybe doesn't have, have Instagram, for instance. Yeah, um, if somebody's been in the game a long time, you know, word of mouth still a strong tool as well. Um, and if people have got long-term clients and stuff like that, these guys are going to be around forever, do you know what I mean? Yep. There's, there's plenty of people that are great at Instagram and great at, at putting content out there, but there's not a lot beneath that. Um, you know, it's easy enough to go and research something through a book or through an online article um, and recite it. Um, you know, and, and put a, put an image together. If you're good at graphic design and stuff like that, if you if you put a good image there, or you you know you're good at editing videos and stuff like that, that's eye catching. People will see it. But you know, if you gain a client through that. Does that mean that you're great at be, like building relationships? Does that mean that you're a very personable person? Does that mean that you've got loads of you know knowledge that you can give to someone? Not necessarily. So just because somebody is really good on social media, uh, doesn't if mean they're that. not, yeah, if yeah. they're not, if they're not great, if there's not a lot beneath the surface, then these t- these people tend to get found out down the line as well. I mean, obviously, I mean, the only thing with that is like th- th- this um, guy you're speaking about who's got the knowledge and and got the client base. Obviously, he's got people coming to his boot camp and and build up a, a great following. But in this situation, what what do you think he needs to put in place now? So you've got to think about yeah. he's got maybe two hundred people that were coming to a boot camp that can no longer go. 
you know what I mean? Cause yeah. like, just because of obviously this situation that we're in at the moment. Yeah. Well, that's something that's been chatted about at the moment, but I think things like, um, obviously he's got a closed Facebook group, things like putting, there's going to have to be some, everybody's going to have to go online for the foreseeable future that's oh, in this industry. Yep, yep. Um, otherwise, you've got no way to earn any income. So I think everybody is going to have to improve that side of their business, whether you, you've ever had the desire to go online or not. I think that choice has now been taken out of your hands. If you want to keep your business afloat, um, if you want people to remember you, if you want, you know, if you want to be surviving this industry, you have to adapt to the situation. So that is something that's been spoken about as well. So the guys at the, at the Shared Bootcamp are, are talking about doing some sort of kind of virtual bootcamp. Um, you obviously, I've seen quite a lot of people that run group training systems doing that just now, and I've seen some guys doing great out of it as well. So. I think that's just the adaption you have to make. Yeah, I think that's the only way that you can keep that community kind of atmosphere kind of going in at the moment is yeah. get people into the kind of private kind of Facebook groups, make sure people are still connecting with each other. And then obviously the the one that seems to be thriving the most is, is Zoom because everybody yeah. seems to be on this virtual kind of coaching. You can see everybody doing it. So let's mm-hmm. talk about, um, so obviously he will need to try doing this as a progression and hang me. Let's talk about something that you've maybe done in the past few months or whatever as a progression that you have didn't feel comfortable with to start with. So obviously I, I, I've noticed it more with you talking to the camera and kind of doing these kind of <laughs> tutorials and stuff. Just can you speak yeah. a wee bit more about that and maybe look at how uh, trainers can take away from you and, and, and kind of progress themselves and maybe try things that they'll not feel comfortable in doing. Yeah, I absolutely. Um, I mean, even even this just now, this is kind of me out of my comfort zone. Do you know what I mean? Um, and speaking to the camera was something. I mean, you, you asked me if I was going to be doing this a few months ago. Uh, I would have. I would have laughed. I'd have said, "No, not a chance. I'm not speaking to the camera." Um, and I still feel like a bit of a dick doing it now. To be perfectly honest with you, like, <laughs> um, still, you know, you're not getting any kind of visual feedback from anybody. No, like you just you're just talking to a camera. And you'll know yourself if you're talking for four or five minutes. Um, it's quite easy to go off track. Like I'm, I'm bad for just rambling on a wee bit, saying giving out more detail than I need to, and my videos can end up seven, eight, nine minutes long and stuff like that. And you're like, nobody's going to watch that. Do you know what I mean? So I've had to adapt. And as I say, I still feel like a bit of a dick doing it now. But you see so many people doing it now, and that's just the way like the industry's moving. Like anybody who's doing it. It's, Pretty much every successful personal trainer that's got some sort of like online impact is doing it now. So I just felt as if, well, if they're doing it, um, I need to do it. I didn't feel comfortable with it, but again, I think I've got quite a lot of industry experience. I've got quite a, a lot of knowledge behind me, and I think I could benefit a lot of people. So I just had to move with the times, you know what I mean? Just had to, to get on with it. And... I think for anybody who's who's thought about it and they're a wee bit nervous about it, like I'm, I'm still nervous doing it now. I still don't feel overly comfortable doing it now, but I'd get I'm starting to feel a bit more comfortable with it. I think it's it's like anything when you first start it, you're just you progress, you get better as the more you do it. So, yeah. um, yeah, if you're if you're thinking about doing it and you're a wee bit worried about, you know, I, the first thing I was thinking is, oh, my pals are going to get on Instagram and get tore right into me. Um, as, as I'm sure, I'm sure think, you, you, feel, the, I'm sure you kinda, feel the same. I think it's all about these kind of small habit changes. It's like um, you're trying to adapt. You're trying to tell your clients how to adapt the diet or um, 
how to do this training session and they might go and do it yeah. and they don't see the results straight away but the the more they do it the more they get the results and i think that's the same with this kind of situation is like you might not feel comfortable doing it and it doesn't it's not going to automatically change straight away as soon as you do it but over time the more kind of information that you put out there and the more videos and the more uh, content you put out the more you're helping people and the more likely that people are going to go right this guy knows his stuff I'm going to uh, be interested in, in working with him and, and personal training and, and looking into what he can offer. Yeah. I think in the long no, run. Totally agree with that. Um, I think it has a wee bit more of an impact. It shows people that you can you can walk the walk as well, doesn't it? It's easy to kind of put a picture up, as I said earlier, and write loads of stuff there. If you can just kind of recite it off, off the back of your head, like, you know, how to, for instance, I've been doing some tutorials recently. Um, and... You know, it's something that I do eight hours a day, every day with clients in the gym. Um, I do coaching with group training where I've got, you know, 50 people standing in front of me and I'm talking them through technique and cues and how to perform an exercise correctly and get the most out of it. And you're just, that's all you're doing really, except you're speaking to nobody and then obviously going to upload it and hope that it, it helps, you know, as many people as possible. So, yeah, I think just trying to look beyond that you're just speaking to a camera and think about the kind of impact it could have on people. It's going to help more people. Like some people maybe can't afford a personal trainer, but they're doing these exercises anyway. Um, you know, and it's quite easy to hurt yourself. It's quite easy to overdevelop or underdevelop certain areas of the body. So if I can give people an understanding, give people an education, um, and help people that, that follow me, then then that's that's all you're really trying to do, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, as I said, you're. It's, as you said, it's like trying to get that visual feedback, but you're not getting it. Whereas if you were in a class yeah. and you were getting the feedback, it's obviously um, a bit easier. So let's um, let's dive in. We'll talk about the struggles that basically people are going through. Because I've, I've seen a couple of posts on your page um, that were interesting. And I think that if we dive into them in a wee bit more content here, uh, we could maybe try and help people that are in this situation, especially at the moment, um, and try and help them. So motivation right so that's our main struggle that people are struggling with at the yeah. moment how how can we adapt and uh, help people get motivated um I, i've put a couple of posts up on motivation and i think i've listened to a few podcasts on it as well um and you'll know yourself like none of us are motivated all the time you don't wake up out your like get up out your bed every morning and think right can't wait to work out today some days you do some days you don't. If you rely on it all the time, if you if you only train when you're motivated to do so, then you know you're not going to build any consistency with that. Um, so yeah, I think relying on motivation you shouldn't do, but there's certainly ways where you can help yourself be motivated. Um, things like setting goals. So if you've got a, a goal, like if say your goal is weight loss, for instance, so you're X amount of weight and you, you've you set yourself a target to lose a couple of stone because you're going on holiday and you want to feel more comfortable in your own skin when you're out on holiday. You know, reminding yourself of that goal all the time, having something to work towards is going to help you get out your bed in the morning and, and put the work in because you know there's a result that you know how it's going to make you feel at the end of it. So setting, setting a goal and setting a time frame to achieve that goal within. So if you want to lose two stone and you've got six months to do it it's a very feasible and doable goal to achieve but it's easy to lose track or lose sight of that goal in yeah. six months because it's quite a long time to to stay consistent throughout 
and there's no way that you're going to be motivated every day of those six months. So I think, again, I said I said this in a post, you need to set some kind of short-term like landmarks to achieve along the way, um, or, or even just having somebody to be accountable to, to just remind you why you're doing it. Because um, there will be days when you think, oh, do you know what, this is just a bit of a struggle, like, saw it. This is me, and this is this is it. There's a, you're going to have days like that, but having somebody to be accountable to, or having some short-term goals. So, for instance, if you set yourself a, a monthly goal of those six months, so I, in the first month I'm going to lose, you know, four or five pounds, something like that, is is achievable. Um, or even setting a smaller goal, so that you there's a very big, very good chance of you achieving that, because you're going to feel good. Every time you achieve a goal, there's a, there's a sense of accomplishment there. So definitely set yourself some some small targets that you know if you put the work in, you're going to achieve them. And then that's going to keep you on track to achieve that kind of bigger target. Um, and obviously there has to be some substance behind that big target as well. Yeah. Do you feel a lot a lot of people are maybe struggling with motivation is because as you said, maybe they have got a goal that they want to set for going on holiday and now this holiday's been affected, so they think <laughs> what what's the point in doing it now? I don't have yeah. the holiday. And then obviously the other situation is um the environment that you're in. So it's yeah. easy for us to go to a gym and when once we're in that environment we feel that we can train and we can exercise. Now when we're in the house, um where we would normally probably chill out and not exercise, we've now been kind of forced in that way to kind of get into the routine of exercise in the house, which is quite mm-hmm. difficult for some people. I mean, I, th- I think this is where if you've got a personal trainer to take advantage of it, because you've got now this virtual coaching and, and your your trainer's going to keep, uh, keep you accountable for what you need to do and, and try and push you through that motivation that you, you might be struggling with. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely just now when you've got very limited options, it's going to be very difficult to keep yourself motivated. And I, I done a, I done a post on this two days ago, and um, it was after I came off a couple of client calls and I spoke to people and kind of try to figure out what people's barriers are, what they're struggling with, why they're struggling to build any kind of routine. And I think what you've got to remember as well is, you know, this is a massive, massive change. Everybody's life's been in. It's a huge effect. Um, so some some people's priorities are, lie elsewhere right now, and I'm trying to be kind of empathetic towards that, understanding about that. Um, but at the same time, make sure people's they don't lose that progress, they don't lose all that hard work that they've put in up until this point. So I think you need to set yourself some kind of routine, and and I, I spoke about this the other day. It's very, very difficult to go from kind of sitting about, being sedentary, sitting in front of the telly, watching, you know, endless hours of Netflix, which you normally wouldn't do because you'd, you'd be at work for eight hours of the day. Yeah. Um, so your brain's at least active doing whatever it is that you do. Some people have physical jobs that are used to being on their feet all day. They're now struggling to, to find things to, to keep them on their feet all day because you're only allowed out once a day. Um, you're obviously very limited to what you can do. So most people are going to be spending a lot more time watching TV, sitting on their backsides, and it, it's it's very difficult to go from that to picking yourself up and getting into the mindset of, right, I'm going to put a good hour's graft into a workout. I think to go from sitting on your backside to straight into a kind of high intensity or, you know, any sort of intensity workout, it is difficult. Oh, and that's what I was trying to get at. Build yourself some sort of lead-up routine. So if you're going to work out at 3 o'clock in the day, for instance, 
you know, at one o'clock in the day, get your ass off to get off the off your your couch, turn Netflix off. Yeah. You know, do something that's going to kind of benefit you in some sort of way. So whether that be read some sort of motivational book or educational book that's just going to get your mind working a little bit, or you know, listen to motivational music for a little while in the lead up to your workout. Getting out and doing your one-hour walk of the day or your one-hour piece of exercise for the day because we're still allowed to do that at the moment. So that's what I done the other day. I got up, went a walk, got some fresh air, stretched out my legs. You know, could be doing some gardening. It could be doing any, anything at all, any, any sort of physical activity that just gets you a little bit more active um, and it, it gets you, it allows you some time to get into the correct mindset for doing exercise. Yeah, and you, when uh, you touched on that a bit is like getting routine i think if you on a sunday night if you can plan ahead right monday i'm going to do the gardening tuesday i'm going to do this and then just kind of stick to that routine and and i think that's all the problem is is just having a bit of structure as well as you mm-hmm. said it's like you know that you're going to if you work a 95 job you know you're getting up at a certain time you're going to work you finish at this time you're going to the gym at this time and now we don't have that kind of structure yeah kind of getting back into that routine in it well, yeah, you've got you had a structure. Um, you know, twelve hours of your day was structured out for you Monday to Friday for those that work Monday to Friday. So just because that structure has now been broken doesn't mean that we can't create a new one. You just have to adapt. So, like you said, if that means sit down on a Sunday night and plan out your full week hour by hour, um, if that's going to help, then then that's what to do. If you're going to set your workout time the same time every day, you're having your breakfast, you're maybe doing some self development stuff. You're reading you're doing some you know some people are still working from home and whatnot you know plan around these things but make sure you have a plan because you'll know yourself when you don't have a plan that's when it all falls apart and um, when you like myself for instance when i don't have a gym routine and i've done this for probably the tail end of last year I, I didn't have a program i wasn't following a program i was just turning up to the gym training what i felt like doing i'd maybe do a push day one day but the exercises weren't laid out for me and i you know if there was things that i that I prioritise over others, I'd maybe do them and then go, oh, you know, I can't be asked today. That that's enough. Mm-hmm. But if you've written out your workout in front of you, for instance, so you know you're going to do eight, eight exercises, three sets on each, and it's on a bit of paper and it's sitting in front of you. You know, you've set it in your head. You've set that as a task for the day, so you're more likely to complete it than to just go in and make it up as you go along. Because you know, once you're starting to get tired, if you're not feeling it that day, it's easy to go. Right, I'll go back to the couch and I'll go and watch another episode and whatever I was watching on Netflix. Yeah, it kind of comes back to trainers again. It comes back to us being able to send out, even if it's even uh, because everybody's in the house now, it's a matter of sending out home workouts and giving them a structure so that they can yeah. go, right, I set up 10 o'clock, he's gave me this programme, I'm going to then fire in and get this done and get it out of the way. And that's part of your yeah. routine as well. No, definitely. I mean, there's, there's still loads you can do at home, obviously. We'd all rather be at the gym. Um, there's, there's so much more available to you there. You can you can play about your workouts a lot more when you've got a lot more equipment. But there's still so much you can do at home. You can still be effective with your workouts. And I think it's just about planning properly. Like if you're kind of going on Instagram, and obviously we're all doing it. Every trainer's doing it, um, and, and we're doing it to help. But at the same time, some people could see it and, and just. It's too much. It's too much for them, and they're maybe just picking things willy nilly from different trainers. And there is no real structure. You're just going right. I'm going to do Matthew's workout today. I'm going to do Ryan's workout tomorrow, and they're you know 
my workout might not complement your workout and vice versa and stuff yeah, like that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So I think I think getting help from a trainer is very beneficial, but even just getting some sort of structure, uh, if you can build a structure yourself, great. If you've already got a trainer, you know, I, I, myself, yourself, we're all doing as much as we can to help these people um, stay on course. And it's not really about, I've seen a lot of people just now, it's not really about progressing from where, the point you've got to. It's just more about not regressing more than anything else, just making sure that we, we maintain the habits that we've built. You know, the hardest thing right now, I'm sure you agree, is probably nutrition because most people eat out of boredom. Uh, when you've got less things to do in the day, you're more likely to be bored. Therefore, you're more likely to eat while sitting in front of the telly. Yeah. So keeping people on track in terms of their nutrition, giving them some accountability, all these things are going to help and we're all trying to do as much as we can. Any trainers that I know personally, are all are all doing these things. We've all set up private groups. You know, you're running. Some of you guys are running Zoom classes and Zoom personal training sessions and stuff like that. And it's all great, and it all it all brings a lot of value to people, and it's all going to help people stay on track for that point when the gyms do open again. And when the gyms open again, we can just pick up where we left off rather than go back to where we started. Yeah, I seen you doing a post a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, but maybe last week was it? Obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of personal trainers giving people stick for putting out free workouts or putting out home workouts but what you've got yeah. to realize is if that's all people have got to turn around yeah. to then why how is it a bad thing if we can get people um productive and moving and getting picking up these habits and allowing that they're still staying active day to day then what how is that how can that be a bad thing i mean it can be can it? and the thing is as well there's obviously there's a lot of people that are working out at home that have worked out in gyms all the time but there'll be a lot of people that, that maybe weren't working out in gyms yeah. and they were maybe in a bad routine but they see so many people exercising at home and it's now easier for them to exercise at home because they've got the same resources as everybody else so you know you're helping these people as well as the people who are maybe a wee bit more advanced um so i think you've got to remember that and i think the main point that i was trying to make the other day is just because you or me as kind of fitness professionals or somebody who you know spends a lot of time in the gym and they follow a lot of fitness professionals just because you're being saturated with loads of stuff on your feed doesn't mean that that client that you've got that's only get you know they, they follow 10 people on instagram they, they just use it for a means of keeping in contact with certain people they don't have the resources that people have got that follow over a thousand people so they're they're not being saturated with stuff they're seeing you and they're going oh that's great that's really going to help me today that's going to give me some structure, that's the workout I'm going to do today. They don't have a, a choice of three, four hundred people. By all means, they could, go and, they could go and follow more people, but they trust in you, they follow you. So they're, they're the people that I suppose most of us have in mind when you're, when you're working, when you're creating these workouts. But nonetheless, as I said, nobody, you don't have to do it. You don't have to watch it. There's, if it's, I don't know why it would, it would bother anybody. Uh, again, like there, I wasn't as if I was seeing loads of hate. I seen a few memes on, on like, Instagram stories and whatnot, and I seen quite a few tweets like, "Oh, we don't care about your home workout." And it's like, well, yeah. just because you don't doesn't mean it's a bunch of other people. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, the thing is, is like as you say, that it's like marketing the right people. There's Joe Wicks has put it out as a PE class, and yeah. he's um, obviously not only is he getting children involved, but you've now got mums and dads and family members all joining in and. He's getting, he's got crazy amount of hits on it. Like you're looking at like six point three million people have joined in and done his home workout, or he reviewed it. So yeah, I think he's laughing. But, 
Well, that, this is it, isn't it? Somebody like Joe Wicks, um, he's obviously hit the nail on the head a long time ago and, and got so much traction from that, which is it's amazing. Um, and everybody's got access to seeing his workouts, which is great. But then you've got clients that, that you've got a relationship with and they trust you and they want to follow the structure that you've created and yep. they want to follow the workouts that you've created. So, you know, you've got to remember that just because there is a Joe Wicks out there with 6 million followers and 6 million people looking at his workouts, it doesn't mean that you don't have that select, even if it's 10 people. You yeah. know, if it's 10 people that follow you and they've got a relationship with you and trust in you, then your job's to help them. Yeah, and if that be through Instagram and trying to get a few more hits and try to help a few more people, then there's nothing up it. Yeah, still, still adding value to the people that trust in you. Uh, so let's dive back to the nutrition bit you're talking about. So obviously yep. you're saying that people uh, have a tendency to overeat or indulge when they're bored. So how can we... How can we sort that habit? Um, well, with my own clients, I've got them all as friends on my fitness pal, and I just encourage all of them to, to track every day. Now, I, I think a lot of people see tracking as an inconvenience. It's a pain in the arse after everything that you eat, I have to put into an app. But, you know, it takes, realistically, it takes a couple of minutes, if that. Um, so, again, like you say, speaking about habits and stuff like that, it's just about trying to get into the habit of doing that. You know, if you do it one day and then consistently you don't do it the next, then you're never going to get into a routine of doing it. So I think trying to get into the habit of logging what you're having on a daily basis. Some people have never logged before. And, I, you know, I was just I was actually speaking to a girl just before I spoke to you and, and she hadn't logged before. Um, and since she started logging, only the last two days, has she actually realised how many calories are in certain things, you know, just small things. How, how they're building up and how she thought, you know, I don't eat very much, but actually, in, in actual fact, I'm eating more than what my maintenance is, and that's why I'm not achieving the, the kind of fat loss goals that, that I've set out for myself. If you don't log, if you have no idea, um, then you're just guessing. Yeah. And if you're just guessing, then day to day it's going to be different. Um, there's no consistency. Therefore, you know, results are going to be few and far between for people like that. So I think encouraging people to get into some sort of routine and knowing what they're eating um, and then getting some accountability for that. So as I say, I've had all my clients add me as a friend on my fitness pal, and I get them to share their diary with their friends. And I, before I give them a phone call, I'll have a wee look through and see what they've eaten that in that week, and then we can chat through it and see what they're struggling with, and, and see how we can we can fix that. See, when you're talking about consistency, do you feel that's probably why a lot of people are maybe uh, eating? eating this junk food is that they're not eating consistent meals, maybe missing a breakfast and or missing midday and going these long periods where they're not eating a proper meal and then that's when they turn to just basically seeing what kind of snacks there is in the in the cupboard and, and basically going off track? Yeah, um, I possibly, a lot of people are, they don't have to get up to work now, so you're lying in, so you're maybe maybe not having breakfast, you're maybe just having like brunch. So you went from having two meal, three meals a day to having two meals a day. So I suppose you're more likely to fill the gap with quick fixes and things that are, quick and easy to grab are usually a lot more calorie dense than things that take a wee bit of time to prepare so yeah I think there are there's loads of things that you know I've never been one for getting people on a specific diet hack like intermittent fasting or low carb or any of these sort of things but I think now they can be a useful tool because yeah. if you can limit you know a macronutrient or you can limit the time of day, the time of day that you've got to eat and consume food then it, it, it's, it's a much easier 
way to get into some sort of routine and build some sort of consistency with what you're eating. So you're going to be full at some point, so you're you're going to have breaks between your eating. But if you're eating between a shorter window, it's, it's only going to help, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of what I was diving into the other day, is just saying that maybe shorten your window that you're eating in and, and see if you can control it. Because you've got to remember that you're probably not burning as much calories throughout the day. You're, you're predominantly not as active. You're probably maybe not working out as much as what you would normally do. Um, yeah. Even though we are getting these home workouts in, but you'll find that people are probably not a lot more uh, less active than what they, uh, they normally are. Um, no, definitely. So, so what other ways of staying active do you think that people can do at the, at the moment? It's just basically just uh, try and get these steps in, do you feel, and then your home workouts? Aye. Um, you know, I've seen quite a lot of people now that have took up running that have maybe never ran before, but if you don't have equipment at your house, then it's, it's a great... It's a great thing everybody can do. You don't need any equipment to go out and run. It's a great time to, you know, build on your aerobic fitness. It's something that I don't do. When I train in the gym, I do my resistance training and, and little else, if I'm honest with you. So my, my aerobic fitness, it's not it's not amazing. I don't do a lot of conditioning. So I went out and run the other day. I ran for three kilometres and I was absolutely blown. I'm not going to lie. Like, That's I've been never been... This is for an athlete. <laughs> this is, I, this is a, a sprinter, mate. A sprinter. It's a completely different thing. Oh, <laughs> Anaerobic, mate. I don't need that. That's it. <laughs> 11 seconds is that's all I've got in the tank uh, but I <laughs> yeah things like running things like cycling if you've got a bike you know doing doing these sort of things um, using that one outdoor exercise that the government have allowed you I was going to say do you feel that's going to be, might be an issue it might be get affected because it seems to be that the more the government are letting people go out and do their one day activity then next thing you know the, the parks are full and I know it just seems to be but I think that's a whole different thing, isn't it? I think people quite don't quite understand um, the regulations. Like you know, when they say outdoor, I think I think they predominantly mean round about your own area. Yeah. Um. Not not drive to Strathclyde Park and run round it two times because you know there's there's, there's yeah. hundreds of people would come up with that idea and then the parts are flooded. Yeah. So yeah, the whole point of self isolation is is or social distancing is staying away from people. So if you're going to busy parks and yeah, they're they're going to put the foot down more and then you're all we're doing is you know cutting our own noses off to spite our faces like just yeah. simply just follow the rules go out and run you know you know yourself you, you get cabin fever sitting in the house all day we're all climbing the walls we're all used to do, having busier days and being more active and you know that that one bit of outdoor activity a day it, it's massive for people right now just yeah. for your mental health just even if you're just going out a walk each day getting some fresh air the weather's a lot better just now and if it goes to the point, it gets to the point where they put the foot down. We can't do it. You're you're limited even further, um, and the the chances of more people regressing and their um, their fitness and their lifestyle is is massive, isn't it? So yeah. I think that's when we need to start looking into yoga and meditation for mental health. Yeah. And if we do get into a further lockdown, is um, especially for obviously mobility as well. We've got to remember you're yeah. you're sitting for hours longer than what you normally do as well. So hips are getting tight. Yeah, probably in that kyphotic kind of position for longer when we're sitting on these laptops and stuff. So yeah. it's another thing to look into is getting into yoga and um, meditation and stuff. No, it's a, it's a great point because I, I get pretty tight hips as it is anyway. Um, and I, I do a wee mobility routine before every every training session, but I'll be honest, since, since we've been in the house, I've not been doing it. Um, but the last few days I have been because I've been stiff as a board and 
you know, I'm lying on the floor, I'm foam rolling, I'm, I'm spending, you know, 15 to 20 minutes just doing mobility. But, you know, it's whilst I'm watching the telly, it doesn't have to be, you know, go into a separate room and designate this time. Like, you can do things like that anywhere at any time. And it, and it will it will help. Like I'm I'm feeling my hips are getting a lot stiffer. My hip flexors are tight. My lower back's getting sore from sitting down for certain long periods of the day, slouched forward and whatnot. You know, when you're when you're kind of just watching the TV and you're not mindful of what you're doing, that's when your posture seems tends to go, and that's when the aches and pains start to set in, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I'm feeling it myself as well. Right. So I think we'll just finish it off there, Ryan. It's been. Um, Quite a lot of information in there for people to take away, especially on lockdown. They can maybe start to take information away from it and put it into practice, try and get these kind of habit changes. Um, if anybody's looking for kind of workouts or information from yourself, how do they find you? Um, just on my Instagram account, so I don't really do much on Facebook, but yeah, my Instagram account is just Ryan Holmes Personal Training, um, and I'm putting workouts maybe three up a, three up a week try to give people as many ideas as possible using, yeah. you know, next to no equipment. Some of them have no equipment, some of them have minimal equipment, so plenty of ideas there. Yeah, definitely. If anybody's uh, listening, I would advise you to go and follow um, Ryan. He's putting out a lot of good content for people. Um, what we what would we be expecting from you in the next few months? Obviously, it's hard to say with um, the situation that we're in at the moment, but what do we expect from uh, Ryan? Um... Well, I'm trying to use my time more productively, so I'm doing a wee bit of self-development. I paid for a course last year doing my strength and conditioning, so like Olympic lifting and plyometrics and stuff like that. So I'm spending a wee bit of time going through that um, so that maybe in the future I could get involved with, with training more sports-specific stuff, um, training athletes and whatnot. So try to do a wee bit of that, try and get that course finished while I've got the time to do it. Um, brushing up my nutrition stuff. Um, but yeah, it's mainly just self-development i'm obviously going to try and build some sort of online platform so that i can take clients better and i've got better methods for training clients remote so yeah that's pretty much my plan that's, going that, forward that's kind of the thing with the online thing as well like it's a good time to get the systems in place and then when we do go back to normality you've got that other kind of platform to kind of progress on as well yeah, um, I think that's uh, kind of what I'm doing with my time as well. Is just touching up, make my stuff look a wee bit more presentable, but try to find yeah. out the the right system so that when we go back to normality, I'm like with my clients, right? Here we go. This mm -hmm. is how we're doing it. We've got this online kind of system there in place so that we can fall back on that as yeah. well. Because we never know. I mean, this is the first time it's ever happened to all is, but who's saying it could, it might not happen again? Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Quite, most personal trainers you'll see in their like, Instagram bios, whatever, they're personal trainer, and then they've got under online coach underneath it. But how many of those personal trainers actually do online coaching, and how many of them have got the proper systems in place yeah. to give a good service? So now's a good time for all those people to get the systems in place um, and be an online coach. I think, truly, I think even with the online coaches as well. I was listening to a podcast the other day. They were saying that even they've lost business because they're so used to throwing out like an email to maybe 40, 50 people and they don't have that personal connection whereas now you've got personal trainers coming in and they're trying the online but they're doing it on a more kind of uh, personal kind of platform whereas they're not yeah. sending it out it's just a, a generic e email to everybody yeah. it's not a generic program it's more detailed to people so people might pay me for there as well 
Well, I was actually on a call with somebody a couple of days ago who only does online training. You get, you know, about 200 online clients um, divvied up between a few different coaches, granted. But yeah, he, he's feeling the same way. He couldn't offer the service um, that, that his clients are paying for. So he's, he's put everything on hold until the gyms reopen, which is obviously really good of them. Um, but yeah, obviously as an online coach, your resources are still limited. You're, you're prescribing people programs and most of your clients aren't going to be able to adhere to them. Yeah, definitely. So, so we need to look at this homework out. Right, Ryan, thanks very much for your time. I appreciate it. And as I said, people, if you're listening, go and give Ryan a follow and you'll get some great content there. Ryan, thanks very much. Yeah, cheers for having me, mate. Thanks Speak very much, soon. mate. Cheers, mate. See you. Bye.